Hello, everyone. It's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. And the Arts and Tech Center is a pretty cool place. Applied technical and apprenticeship training for high school students, international students, and post-secondary students. And we are in the podcast studio of one of those programs. It's called the Broadcast Media Program, where students learn how to be broadcast media people. It's a very powerful program. I think it's the gem in the whole building. But that's just my little secret and don't tell anyone because I don't want anyone to feel bad about their programs. But they're all very, very good programs. These programs include things like building trades, culinary arts, early childhood educator, electrical trades, aesthetics, hairstyling, you name it. If you want an extra chance to think, where do I fit in this world? This is an opportunity, especially if you're in high school. Because high school is that great place where you get 30 credits, you're busy accumulating them, packing them up. And you graduate, then you wander off, and you think about, what should I do after high school? And so this is a place where you can do that little extra thinking because you have a curiosity or you're wondering about, I wonder about broadcast media. I wonder about the electrical trades. I wonder about a business management program. They're right here, and you can check them out. The beauty of it is for a high school student in this division, the cost is zero, zero to come. And then when you leave high school, it's a million dollars. It's a ridiculous program. So it's a great opportunity for students. And I have two of the students right here. How exciting. Caitlin Middlestaff. She's a co-host. How are you, Caitlin? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, are you feeling especially happy or healthy or just vibrant today? Well, I actually do think I'm coming down with a cold. but How did I know that? I have How a Gatorade. I don't know. Does that help? A Gatorade. I drink there those you when go. I'm sick. There you go. Because Gaitlin's big line is, I'm tired. <laughs> it's a Gen Z mantra, I think. I'm yeah. tired. And, and, of course, we have Caden Stidler. Stidler, yeah. The Stidler. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm, I'm great. Uh, I was sick on the last podcast, but I'm I'm uh, recovering. I'm better. Well, you weren't on the podcast. No. You were sick and yes, you were absent I was, from I the was podcast. gone. Yeah, did I say I was on it? Did you listen to the last one, though? Uh, yeah, the, the beginning. Be careful of your whole answer here. Did you listen to I the last podcast? I did, but I was about Just stop right there. I did, I did is good enough. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the guy, okay? You're the guy. You're the co-host. You listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my, my <laughs> life, my life. Anyway, you know what? I want to ask you. Here's something my wife does, and it's a weird thing. She raises butterflies. And in the summer, she raises them and monarch butterflies. Have you heard of people who do this stuff? Yeah. Kinda, it's yeah. kind of weird. Anyway. I think it's cool. It is cool. You watch the little, uh, she finds the little on the, on the, uh, on the, I forget the plant it's on, the milkweed. You find these little, little tiny eggs on the milkweed. And then you put them in a space with the leaves and you watch them turn into caterpillars. And the caterpillars climb up into, she has these enclosures for them. They climb up to the ceiling and they form their little kind of cocoon up there. And then if you're lucky enough, these caterpillars take a few weeks and you hear the crack. I'm the lucky guy here in the crack. I do none of the work, but I hear the crack. My wife's going, oh, I missed another one. And they open up, and a monarch comes out. It's all wet. Hmm. He's trying to figure out. It's like a little baby, a, a, a wet baby, right? <laughs> this thing comes out, and it's it clings. And, and then eventually you let this thing fly into, and it takes off to California. These things migrate really? all over the world, right? Yeah, they go a long wow. distance. They go kilometers, Jeez. thousands of kilometers. 
It's an huh. amazing thing. So what am I telling you this for? It's a great metaphor for life. Using that cocoon, doing the great travel bit. I use the butterfly metaphor when I talk to students a lot. But one of the eggs that she had took a long time to gestate and turn into the butterfly. So we have a butterfly in our house that popped open right now, and we're raising a butterfly in the winter. That's so cute. And we feed it every morning. When I say we, my wife, Nikki, feeds it every morning. <laughs> and every morning, it kind of flits around the house a bit and is on windowsills and things. And then at night, we put it back into its little enclosure, which is a big mm. enclosure, so it's not stifled or, mm. or messed up. But we are, we have a real butterfly. That is wow. so cute. A monarch butterfly. I want one. House. Do you I want one? one? I'll take it. I'll I thought they don't last long. I thought about it. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they live oh. like a couple weeks? <gasps> well, are they are monarchs I live longer? I think my wife Vicky has that special magical pixie dust ability to drop things. And uh, this <laughs> thing is still living. I thought, huh. hey, it's, it is pretty much winter now. Yeah. And the butterfly is still around. And I think it's, um, it's eating lustily. Mm. So we have these different foods it's eating. And it has something called a proboscis that comes out of it. And oh yeah. she pulls the proboscis out. She knows the anatomy of this thing. And she puts it into the, the juices. And this thing sucks up and eats things. Huh. It's huh. an amazing thing. Yeah. So really our house bad. is a walking elementary <laughs> science experiment right now. How cool is that? that so is what, did cool. wha what did you Crazy. do that's cool today? Did you feed a butterfly, Caitlin? Sadly, I didn't. But I would like to. <laughs> That's actually on my bucket list now. I want to yeah. raise cool. a butterfly. And I will, you know what? I'll, I'll bring Vicky in to show you how to do this. She's amazing at it. Yeah, that's cool. It is very cool. So what are you doing that's butterfly-like? Uh, nothing butterfly-like, but I was uh, putting together, uh, was organizing the control room. I made a, put a bunch of wheels on a giant <laughs> board. So that, that's about it. Oh, I'll wake up on that. Oh, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking for inspirational <laughs> things. The stuff no the butterflies. butterflies. Uh, no, I mean... Uh, I woke up this morning pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty whatever. <laughs> anyway, thanks. <laughs> You're killing me, son. Sidley. No, I got You're no butterflies. Killing me. As always, you guys are killing me. I'm looking. I want a cool metaphor. Next week, you're going to give me a great metaphor for your wife. Oh, I did. I did uh, hear an owl yesterday. You heard, you heard the <laughs> yeah. owl call There's your an name? Owl. Is that what you're saying? I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take up drinking again. This is anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I never did. Anyway, listen. We have a great guest today on this special edition. This is season seven, of course. This is number seven of the year. This is the 81st podcast. Is that incredible? That is. Wow. 81 stories. And of course, the whole purpose of the podcast is to hear the stories and hear about all those decisions people make, why they make them. What were the choices? What were the what, what were the difficult decisions? And what did that pathway mean? And what did it look like now compared to when you started out? Of course, we have Laura LaPaul here from L2 Marketing. I've known Laura for a long time, and I didn't realize she was a BC transplant. She comes from BC. Laura, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, we're, we're excited to have you. Because you're from BC. Yeah. And we rarely lure you people back when you <laughs> leave so this is weird winnipeg is leave for bc and they rarely come back <laughs> you left for winnipeg but i'm very curious about the bc life do you remember the bc life i do i remember you know it was good i uh i was just feeling like uh, that you know i was i was dating somebody that was from manitoba and i really didn't feel like my part-time jobs were going anywhere and i just wanted to kind of do something different and 
So he said, I'm going back to Winnipeg. And I said, Winnipeg? Oh, all right, I'll go try, <laughs> try it out for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I moved here in February. And uh, that was right around the uh, Festival de Voyageurs. And so that was my first experience of, you know, the cultural things happening in, in our city. And, and so Festival was pretty cool. But I'll never forget, you know, I'd never been to Manitoba. And um, when my plane landed, for two things. One, I had never been to Manitoba, and I'd heard all these things about the snow, and all I could see was snow as the plane was landing, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't see a runway, and all I remember thinking is, I hope they have chains on the tires <laughs> on the yeah. plane. I know that sounds silly now, but that's what I thought, because I'm like, I don't see a runway, I don't see a runway. And then we landed at the last minute, and then for whatever reason, we couldn't um, pull into that little sort of vestibule where you like go from the plane into the into the terminal we had to walk like maybe two minutes outside mm. but it was that cold air where your nose hair sticks together and your face freezes and your forehead's frozen and i just remember thinking uh what have i done <laughs> yeah. Yeah. welcome to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. a, but a beautiful moment i loved it <laughs> it's awesome we have lots of international students in our building and when they come here they come here obviously in the in the in the in the at the end of the summer, right, or during the summer to get acclimatized, set up here, and then the winter comes. Oh yeah. Some guys are walking around in sandals, <laughs> and they have no idea. Have to do. They have yeah. to get a little counseling on. You need to wear boots. You need yeah. to have a snow parka. You need to have all the kind of things. Yeah. So you came here. I'm thinking now, though, about your time in British Columbia. You come from a high school. You just showed us the yearbook. Yeah. And who, tell us who was in that yearbook. Who you went to high school with? Young Michael Bublé. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just haven't met him yet, I bet. I don't. <laughs> but I'm... <just laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I, I don't... Uh, like, I, I spent um, in, in BC, and I don't know if it's still like that, but elementary goes from kindergarten to grade seven, and then they have, instead of junior high or senior high, they have what they called secondary school, and that went from basically grade eight to grade 12. And so, um, you know, uh, Michael Buble was the year younger than me, and we were, you know, it was a huge school. Um, so I, I remember him a little bit, but not, you know, not to, I don't remember him singing, which is <laughs> weird because our school had a talent competition every single year, and I remember the people that were there, and there was dance competitions and baton twirling and singing, and, and I don't ever recollect him being in one of those competitions. Hmm. Mind you, my friends tell me he was. I just don't remember it. Wow, so he was into it. Uh, were there a lot of musicals in the school and those kinds e of things? Every year we did two plays. We didn't. It was a school. Um, every I, I'm sure it's still like this, but uh, every school is funded money for certain things. Sometimes it's for a drama program. Sometimes it's for technology. Sometimes it's science. So my school, um, I think we got the funding for technology because we were one of the first to have like computers, like a huge computer lab, computers in almost every um, class that we did. And so, and we had satellites. I remember we had satellite dishes on the roof of the yeah, school. Yeah, do you remember those days when yeah. we were just getting computers <laughs> and the internet was just coming and how cool well, that there, was? Well, there wasn't internet. There was <laughs> DOS with a little green dot that yes, linked it to you. And the game was Wheel of Fortune with a little digital Vanna White that, <laughs> that you would play. And uh, it was, it, or, or uh, Space Invaders, which was kind of uh, like Pac-Man. But yeah. it was it was fun, like you know. But it was really cool though because one of the things that I took from that was, you know, uh, when I did graduate high school, I was lucky enough to be one of the few people my age that knew some of the 
computer programs that knew like it was you know not Excel I think it was called Lotus Notes or something Lotus it was like the Notes. version of a spreadsheet oh back gosh, then wow. you and need it to was look that up. yeah you need to look that up yeah my, like Microsoft was just starting out so it was really good though because I I could go into a place and say yeah I know how to use computer I know you know it's not just typing skills I know how to start something up and I know how to you know like now you buy a computer, you take it out of the box, you plug it in. But before, there was like 15 CDs you had to go through a oh, series remember of that? steps. Hmm. Remember installing Microsoft <laughs> Office? There were like 25, <laughs> 25 disks to install Microsoft yes. Office oh, in the 90s. Yeah. And you sat there, and it took you an hour to install Microsoft Office. Yeah. Wow. I could not imagine. <laughs> well, no, no, you couldn't because you guys would have quit 10 minutes in yep. and looked for something else. Yeah. Because you would have gotten tired. Yeah, I would have. That's what would have happened. <laughs> anyway, yeah, different time, different era. Eh? Yeah. I, I think we're dating ourselves. But uh, very interesting time because we were on the cusp of things, right? So when you did know a little bit about computers, I even find that with my son right now. He knows Excel very well. And um, at his workplace, at one of his workplaces, he was a god because he knew Excel inside out. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And Excel is nothing to me. But it at workplaces, if it's an older work crowd, that kind of knows how to use it in a rudimentary way. Boy, they kept coming to him and asking him, and ask Joel, ask him, ask him. He'll do it for you. He'll do it. Amazing yeah. how goofy that is when you know some stuff. Now, you, t you th these two are very interesting because in this program, they're learning the Adobe suite. Oh, so cool. that's the new Excel for <coughs> me. They're learning. What are some of the programs you're learning and getting good at? Adobe Audition, Adobe Premiere, um, After Effects. Photoshop. And yeah, I think that's about it. I'm yeah. probably missing some. Yeah, but that's <laughs> amazing. I think video editing now, b j coming out of high school with intense video editing skills, is like learning Excel in the old days or learning Microsoft Word in the old days. What do you think? Do you see that, Laura? Oh, absolutely. Because you're in, y you're in the marketing gig too. Yeah. And, and a big part of my job is doing social media for other companies. And uh, the more interactive and the more fun and, and catchy um, your content is, the better your growth is going to be. And so if you don't uh, have anybody to do that or to understand that and you're just like, yeah. I, I still see to this day people posting on social media a document and 90% of the people are looking at it on their f smartphone mm -hmm. and you can't read it. So, you know, understanding graphic design and mm -hmm. video, like those are skills that are going to take you far because not everybody gets that concept, right? So mm -hmm. would you say that's the new high school skill set you need to have? Uh, I think that's one of them. I would say, you know, um, I would say that maybe five, six years ago, maybe even ten years ago, social media was just getting started and people didn't think it was going to stick around, but I don't see it leaving anytime soon. I just see it evolving in new platforms, especially like now with TikTok. That's mm -hmm. all video, yeah. you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a, a skill to have and, and, you know, if that's something that you guys want to get into, you know, to say that you can do something that would take somebody else maybe a day to do and you can probably produce that content in an hour, that's very valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you too aware of the skill set you're getting yeah. and yeah. how yeah. useful it is? Mm -hmm. I, I remember even social media. We all thought it would be, oh, it, it's a fading, uh, a small um, offshoot of something. There are social media managers now. It has exploded as a position, a full-time position. Well, some some of us make good money at it. Is that <laughs> really you? Yeah, but you're beyond social media. You. I, that's a portion of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big, but there actual are. I look at companies now when I, uh, when I see some of the profiles out there. Social media manager. That's all they mm -hmm. want in this space. Social media, and you can do it from home. Do you mm -hmm. find that the the working at home thing is either going to diminish 
went crazy during COVID, obviously. It's going to diminish or it's going to find a resting place. Are we at it? What do you think? Well, I, um, I started this business five years ago, and I always worked from home, so I kind of developed a, a discipline for that before COVID. So it was easier for me to sort of be you know, comfortable being home all day like that. But it does. Like some days, you know, y uh, I think that it's a, what do they call it, a hybrid office yes. that you can yes. have where half you don't half, necessarily right? have to go into the office if your job can can be done from home. But it definitely is a discipline. I mean, uh, I, you know, you can't, you have to, I still get up every day, 6.30, 7, 6.37, and, you know, have my coffee, then get my day started. I don't sleep till noon and then work through it. But at the same time, I can come and do something like this and then know that whatever I didn't get done during the day, I'll have to finish. And I might be working till 8 o'clock. I might be working while the Jets game's on in the background. I don't know. But there's mm -hmm. also that beauty of the flexibility. So I think, I think it's a good thing. I think you're going to see a lot more um, businesses going toward that and a lot less of those brick-and-mortar type businesses because it's also a cost, cost saving for the company. Yeah, but what happens yeah. to all those buildings downtown that are losing these people who aren't coming in all the time? Well, I think they can be turned into like a co-working space. I think there's always opportunity for a place. You know, um, th there's always opportunities for more retail spaces. There's opportunities for co-working uh, co places. There's restaurants, coffee shops. There's, you know, th y there's certain places that you can't work from home. So there's, mm. it's just a turnover of, of what's going to be in that space. Mm. I mean, look at what they did with the old Eaton's building. It's the, jet, it's the Winnipeg Jets Arena. Well, don't get me on that. They shoehorn that thing in there, <laughs> and, and I can't. Sometimes I've got a sore knee trying to sit in the seat. <laughs> but it's uh, no, you're right though. They turned it into something that is a destination. Yeah. Like a hundred times a year, right? Which is kind of cool. No, now what do you think about that? You two? Do you want to work? I'm looking at my minions here. <laughs> do you want to work from home? Do you want to be in the workplace? My gut feeling for you guys is, I think you ought to go out and work in places. Yeah, I w I would not want to work from home. I don't have the discipline for that. I, yeah. I concentrate and I find that I work better when I'm in a workplace and I keep like home and that separate. And even personally, I like to keep that separate just for my own like mind. Wow, that's you, you would do some thinking about that. What do you think, Caden? Yeah, same thing. I wouldn't be able to, I don't think I'd be able to get much done at home. I'd be too <laughs> relaxed. Comfy. Yeah. I don't know. But at home, I have a different mindset than I do yeah. in, my, in a workplace. So I feel like just it would be better for my work quality to work in a workplace. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hearing from Gen Z. Yeah. They want to go to work. I think it's important to go to work, too, for these crazy <laughs> ideas, okay? <laughs> if you're at home a lot, you're not meeting people. Yeah, that, too. And I, I, I think, especially young men, like, young men need to get out there uh, and meet girls, meet <laughs> people, build their lives. I, I, you don't do that in your basement. I, no. I think of that with young women too, but women are becoming much more selective. They're mm -hmm. uh, the stats are showing women are getting higher, better education. Not better, but mo more universities are filled with women than men now, and yeah. it's going like this. It used to be the other way around, mm -hmm. so women are getting a little selective now. So men got to get out there <laughs> yeah. and do things and meet and connect and build their social lives. And I think I don't think you build your social life properly in a basement. No. You definitely <coughs> miss the, s the interaction, the social action. Like I said, I, start, I have always worked from home, but during that time, during COVID, when we were forced to be mm -hmm. home, 
that was one of the things like I could feel myself getting a little bit more depressed and yeah. and, and being yeah. like, when was the last time I didn't wear sweats and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. so. But you and, and you already had a yeah. powerful network because Laura's got an enormous network because of who she is and what she brings to everything she does. And I've known her for a while now. When when we when we first started working together way back at River East Collegiate, yeah. I always noticed you as you're in the room. Whenever I'm at an event she's at or Laura's at, and we were at the CITT dinner, right? Yeah. Um, she's working the room. And I mean that in the best way. Not She's talking to everyone because that's in you. It's part of your DNA. You love talking to people. Yeah, well, listen, I, I do have teachers that wrote in my report card, you'll never get anywhere. You talk too much. Laura's got to buckle down. Stop being the <laughs> <Hello>. class clown. <laughs> and I don't know. I so think her name was Mrs. Kavanaugh. Ha! <laughs> Kavanaugh. Hopefully she's listening. Kavanaugh. There we go. Well, Take that. Take that. Anyway, but there is, um, I, I, I noticed you at that event, that dinner we were at, and I, I, I see you do that all the time. And you always, you're speaking to the whole room before it's, before anyone's gotten out of there. But that's part of your charm and what you bring to the table and who you are. I'm thinking now back to, you're in BC. What courses are you choosing to develop this sense of you? What are you gravitating towards? What are you taking? Well, for me, I, I'll tell you right now, I was never very strong at math. So even like Excel, as easy it is, is to use now, I still like, thank goodness for Google to, to learn yeah. how to do <laughs> stuff. But um, for me, I, I loved the consumer ed. I loved the, the marketing courses, the advertising. Uh, yeah. I took as many marketing courses. I remember just that they were so fun, like creating a commercial, a jingle. Uh, um, is Baskin Robbins ice cream here? Yeah, they are. Sure, sure. I got to yeah. do a. I got to do a. We did a, a project on franchising, and I got to do a project on Baskin Robbins, and I was a hmm. class hero because I got to bring in Baskin Robbins samples for everybody after oh. I did this, <laughs> and you know, like uh, like all of that kind of stuff was so much fun for me. And then the other part that I really enjoyed was the acting and the drama classes because mm -hmm. I think that really helped with the social skills that you're talking, even though even though my hubby always says, Laura, you gotta work on your social skills because I tend to be a little too open in some <laughs> situations, but I think that uh, the drama courses were great for oh my gosh, social skills. My wife skills. says that to me <laughs> too. Why did you say that? I said, I don't know why I said that. I just, it just came out of me. You well, know, but well, I, like those kinds of things. And, uh, and then also like a little bit of the, you know, the, the history a bit, but uh, you know, anything that was like, anything that was math, no, absolutely not. I did it because I had to, and I really struggled with it. And uh, but anything that was creative and interactive and and physical too. I was uh, we used to have this. I don't know if it's in my yearbook that I brought, but I used to. Um, my mother was a fitness instructor. She worked for the YMCA in Vancouver, and so I started the aerobics club at school. Mm. And so uh, it was like an extracurricular thing that I got to get some more points for if I was struggling in some of the other subjects. And people would come after school, and I would teach aerobics at grade mm. 11 and grade 12. Hmm. Cool. Aerobics, aerobics club. Class. Yeah. Aerobics. So fitness, yeah. like keeping your, your, um, your mind active and your, your physical fitness too, like mm. that helps with the burnout. Working from home, that's one of the things too is, is you find yourself very sedentary mm -hmm. and so it's good to get out and, and do something. Like I'll purposely do laundry in the middle of the week just to make sure I get up often enough out of my mm. chair. And, and Amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing. You know, that the whole drama piece that you're talking about, I've, I'm a drama person too. I remember I told you, I, one of the people in that first group of the Black Hole Theater Company, we founded that thing at the, at the U of M. And I don't know what... But a teacher tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, I want you to be in the, in the musical production because I was funny. 
they needed a comic in this thing. And I didn't want to do it because I'm a sports guy. And I got into it, and then she tapped me on the shoulder, Mrs. Axworthy. I've talked about this before, right? Well, we had our, one of our last guests was Rob Olson, CEO of the, of the Centennial Concert Hall, and there's properties around there. It's not the concert hall, but I forget what it's called, corporate entertainment. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was in the musical all the time because he had such a perfect voice. He was Michael Bublé. <laughs> um, he was the Michael Bublé of our school. Okay. In grade 10, he had a, the lead. Grade 11, he had the lead. Grade 12, he had the lead. And in grade 12, I got a lead as the comic guy who had to sing. And they made me sing to speak my words. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I couldn't sing. Even though I'm singing every time we do the test check. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, was, it was embarrassing, but it was awesome, too. Mm -hmm. And then in university, went into drama and just loved it. And I think I'd love every student to take drama. You guys didn't take it, right? No. No? No? You get a I lot mean, of I skills. I did in middle school. Yeah. In I middle school. Well, everybody kind of does stuff in middle yeah. school, right? Yeah. Like, we want, we want you to try. And then universe, and then high school, you got to start choosing paths and, mm -hmm. and different things. I think every student should take drama, though. I really believe it. I forced my son into it <laughs> uh, at Glenlawn. And um, he was, I went to watch him. He was dreadful. <laughs> um, because they had to do improv, and he wasn't that kind of thinker, right? Yeah. He didn't want to think quickly on the spot. But wouldn't you know it, by the end, he got better at it because it's practice. Mm. You know, fare la practica. Yeah. You know, he just got better. Well, there's one component I remember um, you in drama, and you had to do a monologue. And yes. And I think that's something that they do in all acting classes yes. and drama yes, classes. Sure. And I'll, that's yep. a skill that you learn when you get up and do a presentation. There's no one to have a conversation with. You're up there talking by yourself, talking about a subject you know. And, like, again, that's a skill, like, you, it's hard to relate them at th in the moment, but looking back now, drama helped me a lot. Oh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow yeah. creeps in this petty pace from day <laughs> to day to the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty day. Out, out, through candlelight's but a walking shadow that struts and tresses hour upon the stage with a tail full of sound and fury <laughs> signifying Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, wow. Thanks very much. What was that? That was Macbeth. Macbeth. I was just oh. going to say, uh, it's I not scared. Fred Roman's I thought I was coming out to talk to you. I thought you were just I know that one too. But I had to teach all these things. So when you teach them, you get to know them. The fun yeah. thing about being a teacher is you get to be smarter yourself all the time because you have to teach it. Mm -hmm. If every student was in the role of a teacher, you get really smart. And that's why the math sucked for you. Still does. Because you never became the teacher of your of your own self in the math. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to when you become teacher role, you could sit down and show people how to do social media very quickly and easily as a teacher, and you get better doing it because you'd art be articulating the best ways to communicate to others to understand it. And that's where we don't do enough of that. We don't reflect, we don't think. We're constantly just consuming and grabbing instead of going inside here. Mm -hmm. How do I talk? And we have a program here called Connect the Dots in the Arts and Tech Center where the goal is, I run this program, the goal is how do I talk about myself? How do I say, how do I talk about myself to somebody that matters? Who am I? What's important to me? What values I have? What skills do I have? What skills do I want to acquire? Who values my skills when I leave this building? How do you, ha how do you have that conversation with yourself <laughs> and then articulate it out loud? That's where Laura's kind of an expert mm -hmm. and very good at that stuff. Helping companies understand who they are, right? Yeah. That's the hard thing because they can't see in their own world what they are half the time. 
Well, and is I would never crazy? say that I'm an expert at anything. I think that we're it's it's always something expert. that you're getting Ex better expert. at. Expert. No. Expert. <laughs> expert. I don't pretend to be an expert in anything. <laughs> but uh, no, I I uh, I think that you know having a having a connection with people of different ages too, and understanding that, like when we're going to do your uh, caps next week, is it next week? Yeah, it's the Career and Post-Secondary yeah. Symposium on the Real Arts and Technology Center, 5 to 9 p.m., <laughs> the <laughs> CAPS event. There's an opportunity to meet different people from all different industries, from all different ages, all different career paths, um, people who, you know, I'm somebody who knew this is what I wanted to do back in the 10th grade, but yeah. not everybody's like that. My own children, I don't even know if they still know what they want to do, and they're 22, 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're me. As long as you're on the path, I'm, like I'm 100% okay with that. As long as you're on the path of exploring yeah. and meeting and trying things out, because y I think you do have to try things out. That's mm -hmm. why Red River is interesting. Eh? The average age there is 27. And there's nothing wrong you know? with starting a brand new career at 40 either. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. not if this yes. wasn't what you wanted to do and you want to start something new, go for it. There's no mm -hmm. age limit on what you want to do with when what you What was your trepidation <laughs> going into I'm going to start my own thing? Cuz you were with trucking for a while. I was with trucking for a while. So I always was in a marketing communications type PR event planning sort of role in in all of my careers cuz that's what I gravitated toward. Um, I did want to do uh, my own business at some point. That was a vision of mine for a while, but I was a single mom, and I, d I needed that steady paycheck. I needed the benefits. I had one kid with asthma, one that needed braces. Um, so I just I, I didn't feel comfortable going and, and starting out on my own. And to be honest with you, uh, I don't know if I ever would have if I didn't get the push from my last employer who became my first client. He like, And it was a, he, he was a friend, and he just said, like, you know, I'm – I don't, I don't need a full-time PR person, but I still want to do what you're doing. Are you ready to go on your own yet? Uh, get, get ready, and, and we'll come on as your first client. And they're still a client today. They were my very first one, and that was Payne Transportation. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> if I'm allowed to give them a plug, I don't know. <laughs> can we edit it out if I'm not? <laughs> What's the line? Oh, yeah, we can edit it in the But that's a cool thing. Yeah. It's no, it's great. And, and the 40% of my business is trucking because they know me and because I spent 13 years yes, in that industry. Yes, and because they trust you. They and trust and, you. and they understand what you bring to the table. Trust is important, right, yeah. in your industry, that they trust uh, that you're going to put the time in, that you're going to be, uh, you're really going to get to know us, that you're going to help us find our best selves. Like, you're helping people find their best selves, right? As well, I take it, you know, I would, like, all of my clients, and I don't have a lot because I'm just a one-person operation, but I have enough that keeps me busy. But I, I look at them all as if I was to look at my own business. I'm very protective of their, their brand. I'm very protective of their company. When I see something negative said about them on social media, I'm on it right away. Like, I, I look at it as if it was my own organization because that's what they hired me to do is to market them and protect their brand and to have mm. a good reputation for them. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Now, when you think about how you've meandered through this what do you think the plan holds for you you're in the marketing gig and it's funny you were doing drama and marketing you moved into drama or you or you just find them linked did you ever think i want to go check out being an actor or do you want to that kind of stuff um or no no it, it i did i did it was do just finding like a way to develop yourself no i did like in in vancouver there's a, a big film industry there uh, there always was so i did do like some extra work like not that i ever had aspirations of being an actor but i was an extra on the original 21 jump street with johnny depp oh <laughs> for wow. a, a, a mall scene cool. um and there was another one that i did one time too but i can't think of it right now 
Uh, but did yeah, you see was, Johnny Depp on the set? I did, yeah. How cool oh, was yeah. that, right? Well, cool. not that we got to talk to him. We were like just kids in a mall in a food court. That was the, that was the scene. Okay. <laughs> you, know what cool. uh, you know, we Winnipeg's got a decent film. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Film kind of industry here. And I'll never forget, I was walking downtown, and they were filming a Jesse James movie, and Brad Pitt was in the movie. And I turned the corner, and I, I was going to get to a health food store, da- Aviva or so, I don't know what it was, downtown in the exchange district, and I turned a corner, was paying no attention, I walked right into this block that had been turned into a western <laughs> <laughs> space. All It was all sand, it was all of the, all, all of the, uh, uh, like the stores looked like old, old saloons and western <laughs> banks and things, I'm thinking, and I'm walking through this, paying no attention, going, what, what is going on here? And some guy yells, uh, what is he doing here? <laughs> And Brad Pitt's over this other piece. I'm looking, oh, my God. And somebody comes <laughs> and quietly escorts me up. I'm just going to that store over there. I didn't know. I, I, I had no idea. How did he get on? And there, everybody's, there's a clamor about, what is this idiot? Uh, what is he doing here? And they got me off. But it was Brad Pitt. And there were a number of stars in this thing. It was filmed in Winnipeg. But it was some, I don't know, something about Jesse James. He was in a movie here. Hmm. How cool was that? That's pretty cool. So, Laura, who are the big, who are the big uh, mentors in your life? People who tapped you on the shoulder because it sounded like the pain guy tapped you on the shoulder. He did. He definitely gave me a, a push to, to get it going. Uh, you know, as, as cheesy as it's going to sound, my mom. My mom is a huge yeah. mentor. Yeah. Um, she, Beautiful. you know, she's uh, a, she was a single mom too, and she came. We we uh, immigrated here um, in early '80s, and she didn't have uh, a good solid understanding of the English language. So she was working at a plastics factory, and then taking English lessons at night and then learning um, secretarial skills typing. And, mm. you know, she had her own business too. They had an interior design business that started from draperies and, and went into blinds. And so she's she's a person who I looked up to. Like, she's got a, a great sales rate. Like, I think she's like 98% close on all her sales. Like, mm. she's just a vi- – and she's strong. She's a strong woman. And sometimes I didn't appreciate that she was so disciplined with me. But um, she, I appreciate it now, and I appreciated it as I was raising my own kids. So where so did y'all come from? Uh, I was actually, I'm Hungarian, but I oh. was born in a little town called Badause, Austria, which is right on the Hungarian border. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but so, yeah. So how old were you when you came back? I think we came uh, early 80s or late 70s the first time, and then we had to go back, and then we came back again. And I got my Canadian citizenship, I think, in 83 or 84. I have to look at the card. But So do you remember back then? Do you remember the world back there? Well, I how, how old were you? Uh, grade, uh, grade four. No, okay, uh, so four, four years old. I would have been like grade one or two, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. You, were, you were living Young, and I was just there. little, yeah. What I had was a little like? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. you know, we, we had um, – a lot of our family had come here already. We moved from we moved into Calgary. That's where we lived. Was in Calgary. So my grandparents were there, and so we we had. It wasn't like we came here and didn't know anybody. We had a, a you know a bit of a family connection here already, and that was great. Um, and and then you know like it was just uh, it was a big Hungarian community. There was the the church like so there was always like you know things that we would do that was with the church and family was always coming over. I come from a huge European family, and so I always awesome. remember awesome. you know. 
the big suppers all oh, the time yeah. and oh. you know th like th the p parents partying till 2 a.m. and all us kids all the cousins <laughs> falling asleep under the dining room table on a pile of fur coats right on. <laughs> card playing they play a lot of cards a lot of cards the smoke in the room, smoke <laughs> in the room. oh i just remember these times being spectacular oh yeah. i i miss it all yeah no but it was you know so then from there like we uh, my grandparents um, when they came over they had a drapery business in Calgary, and so then when they were ready to retire, my parents um, bought it um, basically and took it from you know European draperies into a more of an interior design. And when my, my grandparents retired, they moved to BC. So now my family is like that. Now they live in Nanaimo. They, uh, she does. I don't think she sold it. She still has the name, but she they don't have the business anymore. And okay. they're on on their way to retirement too. And but it's it, like I grew up in a family that was very business oriented. That's and beautiful yeah. on there. I, I have a relative. I had one in Nanaimo and Courtney and Comox all along that space. Yeah. Spectacular. Oh, it's beautiful oh, there. It's unbelievable. It I didn't it appreciate the beauty of BC until after I left. As yes. a teenager, yes. I was like, just, you know, I want to go to the mall. I want to go do this or whatever. I, I know. Did. And my I parents. I with my friends. But, and they would always <laughs> ask me, let's go for a hike. Let's go do this. And I was like, let's uh, go for no. a hike. I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm way too cool Your to mom be hanging out. Said, let's go for a hike. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think so, mom. <laughs> I want to grab a cigarette and hang out with the mall. <laughs> Are you kidding? My mom could outrun me today. <laughs> I like, know. it's crazy. I, I She's betcha. so fit. <laughs> what, what, what's the best piece of advice she gave you? My mom? Uh, oh, she gives me advice all the time. Sometimes. But what's the one that really resonates with you when you go, yes, yes? What's really, um, suck it up. Suck, <laughs> suck it, it up. up, suck it up. Yeah. Uh, when you I was pregnant with my first child, I remember really, really bad morning sickness. And, and I was like just sitting there feeling sorry for myself. And I remember mm -hmm. her looking at me going, Laura, pregnancy is not a disease. Just suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. and, and she was reminding you to be resilient, right? Be resilient. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Hey, if you had cheap advice to give to a, you're in a high school, let's put you in a group of grade 11s, you're going to get some cheap advice to, and I say cheap very affectionately, <laughs> uh, to a group of grade 11s, what would you tell them, making their way forward? I would say um, be a sponge and absorb every piece of information around you. That's something somebody told me a while back, and it was like, um, you're never going to realize how important something is going to come up you know that movie with bradley cooper and i can't think of the name of it right now but he takes these pills oh, yeah. and then his brain oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, opens he's up brilliant yeah. really he's like all of a sudden super smart and unlocking memories you're gonna find that and it happens to me a lot i'm sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden a memory pops up of somebody that i know does a service or has a product or some somebody that can connect us and i met them 15 years ago and i, yes. I know them yes. and so be a sponge suck in every piece of information even if you don't think it's relevant to what you're doing at some point in your life it'll come in handy well that's that's useful super and smart hey time for we do something crazy here called yeah. quick cues explain what that is Caden yeah I got a bunch of quick questions here and you're just gonna give me one answer All and right. yeah it won't take too long are you, uh, you ready I'm ready okay so coffee or tea coffee iPhone or Android iPhone books or movies movies Fruits or vegetables? Both. Veggies. Veggies. <laughs> super speed or super strength? Super strength. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. No bun. Okay. Uh, favorite <laughs> holiday? Uh, summer. <laughs> yeah. And eat in or take out? Eat in. Okay. And what is your favorite podcast? Uh, Adventures in Careerland. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think it's easier we have the logo up there now. Now we can make sure this actually gets uploaded. Yeah. You said the right thing. That's the trigger to get it uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> We've had people say the wrong thing, so. You know, Laura, this was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, I had no idea quick, about yeah. you. I've known you for a long time, but we've never had this long a coffee together. Not that you have coffee. I'm <laughs> coffee. I offered you some, never gave you some. Uh, water. You're drinking water for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I appreciate you doing this. What did you think? Talking about yourself. Do you like doing this? Oh, I love talking about myself. <laughs> 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 if anyone who knows me knows that, I'm not shy. <laughs> That's good. No, I appreciate you doing this. And I, yeah. I think you're going to be inspirational to some students about... Uh, a, a lot of students say, I don't know math, I don't feel like, I, I, oh, I, I feel inadequate leaving high school, mm -hmm. don't know what to do. I, I think you have some messages for them about it's okay to find yourself and it's okay to take your time finding yourself, but yeah. be on that path. Mm -hmm. Be on the path of looking and exploring and seeing what sticks to you. I, yeah. I, I love when you said 15 years later something stuck to me and I bring it up. Uh, for all the time, all yep. the time. That's and what happens. Yeah, that's what happens to me too all the time. I'm thinking of, oh, I know this guy. I know what happened here. So, and even the stories, the stories you have must be incredible. I think it's just important, and I know it's hard, it's easier said than done, but to just step outside your comfort zone and, and try something new because, you know, if you don't try that, uh, you know, and, and even the groups that you have when you do these, these uh, courses and these sessions, like I remember with Tiger's Den, if you say, okay, well, I'm going to take this job or this task because I'm comfortable in it, try a task that you're not comfortable in. And, and even if you aren't good at it at least you said you did it mm -hmm. well and, and and you tried it so you understand what sticks to you in that now yeah. not i'm a fan of every experience has something that will appeal to you in some way but you have to not just turn off on it and, and you have to kind of sniff around i'm not about you know find your passion i'm about follow your nose you yeah know? like a little bunny looking for things just look for things and see what you gravitate towards or what sticks to you and really Anyway, mm -hmm. Laura, that was fun. I hope you had fun doing this. I did have a great thanks again for having and, me. And yeah. Of course, she's here. She gets the oh ceremonial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't want the big one, but she gets the smaller T-shirt. Well, I'll take the T-shirt because my daughter steals all my hoodies, so I decided yeah. to okay. keep it. <laughs> you see? She, she's very happy with the T-shirt. My, my two new well, I mean, there's a spare uh, sweater, right? Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some extra ones. <laughs> anyway, Laura, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. You're very yeah. welcome. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Mm -hmm.